Hello everybody, this is Two Broke Not the Trade with Daniel and Russell. And today we're going to be talking about where we started and where we and how we've gotten our accounts to 1100. I got mine to 1700. And now we're just going to tell you how we got there, where we're going and why we love trading so much so far. So dad, how did you start on January 1st? Actually, it was January 2nd. Um, and I don't even remember where I ran across this. Probably just, uh, I'm always listening to stuff. I think I heard it on a podcast about Robinhood app. And so on uh, January 2nd, I went ahead and downloaded it. Um, I saw where you could get a free stock. So I downloaded it and I got, uh, I was just sitting there by myself. Didn't even tell nobody um, that I downloaded it. And I thought, yeah, this is kind of dumb. Am I really going to get a free stock? Is it a real thing, you know? Yeah. And, uh. So I, I did it, and these little three things popped up with question marks that said, scratch the one you want. And so I picked the one on the far right on the on the Robinhood app and scratched it off like a lottery ticket on the, my phone screen. How, how, that, how did that feel as a past, or if you, um, past pastor? Well, I didn't, have to, I didn't pay for it. So you know, if somebody handed me a lottery ticket, <laughs> you know, it might be different than if I went and bought one. But uh, I scratched that thing off and it said uh, JPM. And it's like, okay, what's that? So I click on it and it says JP Morgan a stock has been added to your account. And it said the value is $139. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, what? Is this real? Yeah. Downloaded an app and got $139. Yeah. Downloaded an app and got $139. So I'm like, so I, start, I actually went and Googled it for scam and stuff. And it, Everything seemed legit, and I'm like, I really just made $139 just by downloading this app. I was like, that's got to be a fluke. And so I started reading the fine print that said, you know, uh, only 2% of people get anything over, I think it was like $12. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just lucky. So um, I grabbed my wife's phone and made her download it. And open an account so I could get a referral, and that free stock was four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, that's how this." Okay, um, but then I had you download it as my second referral, and uh, I got another J.P. Morgan. So in one afternoon, I got three free stocks, and I was already up two hundred and eighty-five dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that kind of gave me a jump start. You know, I put in one dollar to open this account. To, and I like I know at the start when you when you were getting all that money from free stocks, you're like, man, you weren't even thinking about trading then. You were thinking just I can, I could get people to just download this. I'll put a I'll put a tag on my a Facebook, a link, and they'll just download it for me. I'll make more money doing that than trading because <laughs> that's right. Yeah, for the first like all the month of January, maybe even February. I wasn't even buying stock or trading or swing trading. All I was doing is telling people about this free app and I was scratching off the free referral stocks I got. So like the first $400 that I made on this thing were all just from free stocks I got from referring people. Yeah. It's not till I had that and the money settled and because it has to sit in there a few days before you could actually cash it out and put it back in your checking account, you know? Because yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'll just take this as extra money, you know? Um, but pretty soon I was like, well, I wonder what I could do with this. So I 
uh, went ahead and sold the stock that I had so that the money would be there in case I wanted to use it. But then I went ahead, when the money was there, I bought into a few things and started playing around. Uh, I bought Ford when it was $8 and it went down to four. <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe I had to figure out how to do this. And so then I just started playing with a couple other things. And, and I remember the first time I made $12 in one day. I was so excited. You know, I only bought like $90 worth of this stock and it turned into $102. I made $12 and sold it the next day. My very first swing trade made $12. How exciting that was that you can make money with this. Yeah. You know, plus the free stock. So, um, so yeah, for the first couple of months, it was just free. So I've really only been trading or doing swing trading since probably mid-February. That first month and a half or so was just, I'd, I'd post on Facebook, I'd tell people and get people to sign up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah when, so I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about how I kind of started. So you you came in, convinced me to download it. And kind of threatened, I think, is the word. Yeah, and I, I downloaded it and I got one free stock from Robinhood. And I was kind of, kind of weary, it's like, okay, I'll download it from my dad. And then I downloaded it and got like um, a one dollar stock. <laughs> you got JC, you off of me. You got one hundred and thirty nine dollars, and I got a like a dollar thirty nine or something. A dollar um, like seventy, I think, at the time. It was it was a fuel cell. Oh, <laughs> and that's that's my that's where my love affair with fuel cell came, and then they. <laughs> It, it would turn into a bad romance. <laughs> so I started then, and for like the first two weeks, I just watched it. And I was, it was it was just there. It was just a stock I downloaded. I didn't really pay attention because, you know, when you start, you're weary. You're just, you don't really know what to do. No one's ever told you anything about stocks. All you know is you can lose a lot of money really quick yeah. on the stock market. No one ever really tells you about how much money you can make. Everybody tells you you can just lose a whole bunch. And so I just watched it, and and then the first time I made a, set, a trade, I was like, "This is, you know, I don't know if you have this feeling, but when you've made the first time, first time you made a trade, you're like, this is scary. I don't know why yeah. it's scary, but it is scary. And you make a trade, and you you've made money, and you're like, okay, is this real? That I really just make this money, or it's like someone would come up and say." It's a, it's a fluke. It's not really the stock market. It's just a game. Yeah. It's like, you know, we played the paper, paper yeah, stock. Yeah, I thought we, maybe we'd talk about that. Is yeah. we, we got really excited when we found paper trading. We're like, well, let's practice. Yeah. And so we both kind of did that. We were doing it every day, and we're like calling each other. I'm, I'm making like $80 a minute. You know, because yeah. they let you start with like a million dollars or something. Yeah, it's really is, it's easy to make like, money. Oh, the stock market thing is easy. You just you buy. I was I was paper trading with Ford. I was, I was buying it at I think at that time it was like seven dollars and something. I'd buy it at like seven twenty. Um, you know, a hundred thousand shares, and then it would jump to seven twenty one, and I'd sell it mm -hmm. and make whatever that was. And it was yeah, I got it for, like on paper trading to make like seventy dollars every minute. And I was just doing that back and forth, back and forth, and going, this is easy money. Yeah, and then, that's how the stock market works. Yeah, and then, because I'm, I'm the person that usually, when you tell me an idea, I'm the usual one that tries to go out and, and <laughs> <Right>. execute it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is, I've been doing this on paper trading for like 20 minutes. I, I think I can go make some money. And we only got, which we, 
Pattern day trading was stupid, but okay. So I, I was going to use one day trade on it to see if this is actually legit. legit. And so I did it. I put money into it. At like um, I think at the time it was like 8.27. And then it would jump up to 8.28. And for that, I was saying, because that's what I was doing on the paper trading. Like I would wait for one cent to go up and not sell. And then I was like, okay. So I put a limit sell. And limit sell suck, apparently. Because <laughs> I wasn't looking at the volume. I found that volume matters. Yeah. <laughs> and it took it took a while to get the trade one well, on the paper trade it's like that but on the in real life, in real life it takes you wait for somebody to want to buy that thing from mm -hmm. you so I, I, I someone bought it and then it took forever like it felt like an hour or two for it to actually sell at <laughs> the other price that I wanted to and I was like okay Maybe that's not the greatest way to make yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was instantaneous in fake stock market actually had a time period to it in real life that could mess up your plans a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we thought, you know, before we knew anything about the pattern trading, day trading role, we were just thinking you can make as many trades every day as you want. So, if it, you know, if the stock goes up three cents, Sell it, and it goes down two cents. Buy back in, it goes up three cents. Sell it again, and you can do that all day long, right? And then we're like, I think I called you one day and said, "Have you heard about this pattern day trading rule? You know, we only got three trades a week we're allowed to make. Yeah, we, we got to wait overnight for each trade, and that just messed us up because we had, we thought we had it figured out. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> stupid. Like, I I don't understand why we have to wait a day. We have to if we buy something in a day. We have to wait for the next day to sell it, or it's you. We we get three, we get three week pretty much five days. We have to wait five days if we sell something, and then buy it something and sell something in the same day. We have to wait to five days to get it back, and I think it's so. You need for the money to settle. I, well, I use a margin account. You use a cash account, so it doesn't really matter if it settles. It just matters if I. Use the day trading. Uh, oh, you're talking about you can only use three day trades in any five day period. The yeah. day trading rule. Okay, okay. And yeah. so I think it's stupid. I don't. Know. It doesn't make much sense. I feel like suppression against people because it's a, <laughs> you're like, what? What do they think I'm too dumb? They need to regulate me. <laughs> yeah, that I'm too dumb to realize what a plus and minus sign is because. Because I looked it up, and the reason they say is to, to protect traders, but I don't see anybody protecting people going to the casino. Yeah, there's not any pattern day trading rule for how often you can go to the casino and waste your money, right? Yeah. I think I think we've since then we've kind of figured out it's because we're not playing with our money. Yeah. Right. Because on margin accounts, um, while they're waiting for your money to come in, they're allowing you to use their money, and they don't want you to get. Too many trades in on their money before your money's in there to cover it, mm -hmm. right? So I guess it's it kind of makes sense, but it stinks. But if we had, if you have a uh, twenty-five thousand dollars in your account or more, then you it doesn't can self-fund it and you can do as many trades as you want, and the rule doesn't matter to you. And uh, I guess this rule came into effect in two thousand and one. I was reading, so I guess it's relatively a new thing. Yeah. Um, so. But it's kind of a catch-22, isn't it? 2001, you'd have to pay for every trade you made with commissions. Yeah. And now through Weeble and Robinhood, we don't have to pay any commissions. So it's kind of hard to be mad. Okay, so back to um, pretty much 
I got so I was back to where I, I made my first trade, yeah. and I wasn't scared, and I was like, wow, I can make money. And then I started playing with fuel cell, and this is this is, I wasn't really I was more gambling than actually, um, reading on it or, <laughs> or trying to understand why it would go up or why it would go down, and so I was like. And for a while, it just went went up, went up, and went up, and didn't go down for like a few, few days. So I was like, "Wow, I'm making money almost every day. I'm making like, back then I was making like twelve bucks or fifteen bucks." And I was like, "Man, this is great." We were pretty excited over ten to fifteen bucks back then. And then the pandemic happened, and I had this is the first time I actually bought a whole bunch of shares, and it went down from like two dollars all the way to dollar thirty one. Yeah. And I was like, I lost. <laughs> Half of my money, because I got I got to the point where I was almost at the three hundred dollars, and I got all the way down to where I was at a dollar thirty nine. And I <laughs> was know, like, Yeah, you, because you kept selling when it was down, because mm-hmm. you would like panic and sell, and and now we kind of learned a little bit of patience that what goes down t- tends to come up if you wait a couple days. Yeah. But yeah, I remember you were selling stuff, and then you try to. Win it back on something else, but then it would dip, so you'd sell. And, and, and what's the number one rule of trading we found out? Don't lose money. <laughs> yeah, don't lose money. So you don't, and you don't lose unless you sell. Sell, right. So um, we're a little, I mean, come on, we're, we're at most four to five months into this thing. So it's not like we're experts at all. And maybe this is where we should say the disclaimer of the podcast this is for entertainment purposes only. And we are not. Uh, experts, experts, or and analysts. we're not licensed, and we're not handing out any advice to anybody else. Do this at your own risk, but it is a lot of fun, and maybe you can learn from our mistakes <laughs> and our wins, hopefully. And so, yeah, I just, <laughs> and then I decided to take my hundred and thirty-nine dollars and move over to Weeble because Weeble Weeble's better. Okay, we all okay, know this it. This is where we get the rivalry. Uh, Weeble's better because you can trade from four a.m. Till seven thirty at night. Yeah, so you can get in trouble for more hours of the day. <laughs> and and I've made I've made a hundred dollars just from pre market and after market. Yep. And I, I I would have to admit on Robinhood I've been frustrated a few times when I've seen a trade you were able to make before I was even allowed to do anything with my account. And by the time my account opened. Um, the stock had already come back down. So yeah. I do understand that. But there are other perks of Robinhood that we will get into. And then, um, so I put my um, money into Weeble. And ever since then, it, I've I've made informed decisions. And I've mostly just played with penny stocks. And I've made 800 to $900 in the past month and a half. From, from the start of the end of February to... Now May, no, not February, the end of March into May. Yeah. Yeah, you made a great comeback. I mean, you had to start over. Yeah, I started at $139, and then I got all the way up to almost $500 just trading. And then I put another $500 when I got the stimulus check, which, thank you, Trump. And then... (laughs) (laughs) And then I've made, um, and then now I've made um, another four hundred dollars, and got a 
gotten now up to seven hundred dollars, seventeen hundred dollars. So seventeen hundred dollars and about month and a half. Six hundred of that. Six about I think if I'm keeping track, about six fifty of that is your money, and the rest is from trading. Um, I have have it right here. I'll see. So while he's doing that, um, I started with one dollar, like I said, and then I got about four hundred dollars in free stocks. They're just telling people about it. Cash that in, so I had four hundred dollars in cash, which was very lucky because when I trade, when I sold my J.P. Morgan stocks that I got for one hundred thirty-nine, I think they were one hundred thirty-six fifty. I sold them, and within a week they were. I think they dropped under a hundred. Um, they came up and down a little bit, but they lost a lot of their value right after that. So I was lucky, and then I decided to put twenty dollars, twenty or depending on the payday, twenty or forty dollars in, and I ended up putting over a few weeks $200 in so I have $201 into my account and the rest I got from trading which is just today went over $1,200 so yeah um, only $889 is my money that I've put in okay so $900 is from trading over the last six seven weeks and I'm at $1,700 right now yeah you know, we're told that the stock market is um, good and we've done a good job if over a year's time we've made, what, eight, nine, 10. You know, if you make 11 or 12% in a year, you're, you're having an amazing year. Yeah, like Dave Ramsey says, 12% is what you should be aiming for every year. Yeah, and even during the, like the dot com era and all this stuff, when they're having amazing years, people were throwing around them, it was like 22% for the year and stuff like that, and it was just crazy. Um, but through swing trading, my goodness, you've, you said, what, $700, $800 in the last um, yeah. six weeks? That's 50%, 40 to 50% of your portfolio increase in the last six weeks. I'm up, I think, $463 in the last 30 days, and that represents about 35% of my portfolio. So, you know, I'm up, that's 35% in a month, yeah. uh, not, not a year, let alone only 10% a year. Um, so I understand that long-term trading, uh, trading and stuff for investing. I get you. Know, uh, yeah, for I wonder retirement. Because like you know, we talked about this before. They say that day traders usually give the same percentage back as um, yearly, yearly traders. I wonder where they get that data from. Yeah, I, I have heard that that on average investors who just dollar cost average and kind of buy in and forget it and check it every you know, year on average do better than day traders. Um, but I'm not sure what's in that statistic because we certainly aren't trained day traders or anything special and we're doing pretty good. Now, you know, we don't have a long history over five years, you know, we'll know how well it turned out. Yeah. But right now I think we're, con we're conservative enough and cautious enough we're kind of sticking with some patterns that we understand and i think whenever we do take a little bit of a loss we pause for a little bit reflect learn from it and and before we jump right back in now i imagine when you're talking about day just day trading there's millions of people probably trying to day trade and only a few per a small percent of it that's good and so, so overall yeah the, the statistics probably aren't that great 
but those that put the effort in to learn it and practice it and and uh, follow a few of the few of the rules, uh, I think they do decent and yeah. probably yeah, beat ten percent a year. Yeah, especially now, like like you told me, trading was so much harder back then with commission and how now we have no commission and. I don't know how people even traded back then. You like you actually, you, it was probably smart for you to do it by year because you'd actually make money back. But back then, like you made a trade, you probably had to pay seventy bucks in commission and seventy bucks to trade. It's seventy bucks to buy, seventy bucks to buy, and seventy bucks to sell. Like that's one hundred and forty bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, commissions were pretty high, and even when you know back, shoot, in the nineties or whatever, when E Trade and some of those others came out. And I remember when you know, it was thirteen ninety nine a trade, and then it was seven dollars a trade, and that kind of stuff. But still, if you're trying to make a swing trade or a day trade or a swing trade overnight, and you know the first fifteen to fifty dollars you make is just in commission, you don't make anything until you go over that. Then you've got to really commit some serious money, and you, you I can see where you could lose a lot if you only made thirty dollars, but you spent fifty in commission. Yeah, you're not going to make any money over time, and so. What we had, like we said in the beginning, we were getting excited over $8 or $12 because it was all ours. There was no commission to pay. So you could cash out, take your 12 bucks, take your profits. That's another, another one of the rules we learned. It's, it, there's nothing wrong with taking your profits, right? Don't get greedy. Yeah, that's what I think is funny about on Weeble. Um, I love reading the comments and people getting mad at people for taking their profits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Telling them that they're um, weak hands or... Um, making people feel bad for selling and saying that you know they short <laughs> short sellers people just here um, selling for pennies. I was like pennies can like yeah. two pennies can make you a lot of money yeah, if you have a lot of money. Y'all are selling for pennies. I'm staying here for the dollars. It's like well, you do that, but I'm going to trade the pennies twelve times while you're waiting on that dollar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I think that's one thing we can agree we've learned so far is don't take investing advice from the comment section of Weeble. the chat, Weeble chat rooms, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's almost worse than Facebook. Yeah, it's that's definitely for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> so uh, as we continue on, this is episode one, mm -hmm. and uh, we plan on doing this a while. Uh, I guess as long as we have money. <laughs> I guess if, if it all blows up and we lose all of our money, we might disappear, but I'm sure we'll come on at least that one time to kind of share how it all blew up. Yeah. But we plan on making money and being here a while. We plan on inspiring some people, hopefully, and having some people on. And I think it'd be really cool to have a whole community of small account traders who, you know, a month ago didn't think it was possible, and now they're making a couple extra hundred dollars a month. You know, I really connect with the people who... You know, an extra couple hundred dollars is means a lot. Yeah. When you're just kind of getting by day to day, and you're not somebody that can throw their you know their extra ten grand into an app to play with the stock market. Yeah. You know that'd be nice. Um, but everybody I run into, uh, they're they're if the account requires a couple hundred dollars to even get started, they can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's one reason I like. Robinhood is it costs a dollar to get started. Weeble, you have to have a hundred dollar minimum deposit, which isn't that bad, and you can always wait until it settles and pull it back out and keep your free stock. But a dollar, most everybody can find one dollar to just see what happens. Yeah, you know, you might get a four dollar stock and be like, oh, that wasn't 
you know, <coughs> not do much with it. But you know, you might get a J.P. Morgan and get really excited because um, I do. I have seen where people have gotten Microsoft stock and other stock, and that's that's pretty exciting. So it does happen, and why not for a buck, right? And uh, so, so what, what's your been? What's been your biggest loss so far? If we're, if we're going to talk about all the good, what's your biggest loss? Um, I, don't, I haven't really had any big losses. Lucky. Uh, I've, I've, the losses I've had were missed opportunities where I had it on my watch list. I read all the signs. I had my own little rules. And I knew, you know, the best of my, I, everything in me knew it was going to go up. But I just, I, I read the comments where somebody was saying it was going to crash and we're going to lose money. It's all going to be red next week. And I didn't buy and I missed out on a 20% rise on something that I've done the work on. I had the watch list. I did everything right, except I didn't buy any stock. Yeah. And so, so I, you beat yourself up on that. And then I guess, I guess my biggest loss actually was selling too soon. Um, I remember when, I think it was Top Ships took off and I sold after I had like an $80 because at that point, I think $80 was my biggest one, one trade win. Yeah. And so when it got to $80, I just kind of freaked out and sold. I was like, take your profit, take your profit. And it kept going up. And if I would have just held it overnight and sold the next morning, I'd have made $240. Yeah. And so that sat with me a while. It's hard to walk walk away. You kind of beat yourself up a little bit, but you remind yourself, hey, take the. It's never wrong to take profits. Yeah. I still won, and I can try again tomorrow. Right. Now you've taken some losses that actually yeah. emptied your account. <laughs> well, my my uh, my biggest loss is with fuel cell when the pandemic went down, and yeah. I lost half of my money, but. My dumbest decision was with Zoom. So I, I was, I had like seven thousand shares in there. Yeah. And it was a day. It was going down because it was at like sixteen cents, and I've been waiting for it to go up and up because yeah, I found a solution with Zoom that usually goes up to twenty cents and then falls back down to fifteen. It has a predictable pattern. Yeah. And. And so I was like, why the heck? It, we, we held it for like almost a week and a half and it didn't go up. And then it just it started to fall. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sell before I'm in the red. And I'm going to buy when it fall, falls below me. And it didn't do that. <laughs> what it did is it rose to 20 cents, 22 cents. And you made, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that was, that was the biggest win, I think. I think I made $145 or something on that one. Yeah, and I lost out on making like 300, 400 bucks. Yeah, you had two and a half times more shares than I did. And I was so mad. Yeah, you held it all that time and then sold. In fact, if you remember, you you contacted me and said, hey, you might want to sell. It's dropping. I just sold mine. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my phone and I was like, what are you talking about? It's skyrocketing. And you were like, oh. And so you alerted me to look at my phone. If you hadn't have sold yours and was trying to protect me, I probably, I was working. I wasn't even paying attention because it was all over within 10 minutes. Yeah. And so you kind of alerted me. So I started watching it and I was able to sell at a high for me 
And I think I only had 2,000 shares. You had 7,000 shares and sold right before it went up. Yeah, and, and, I, I, and I beat myself up so much for that. Even yeah. though I made, I made like um, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, but I could have made so much more. Yeah, you could have made three or $400. And it, it made me learn, be patient. <laughs> even even a week and a half, you still got to be patient. You're like, Yeah, yeah that, that is... we. They talk about bag holding, right? That's a new term we've learned mm -hmm. in our first uh, months of day trading. A bag holder is somebody that you meant to only be in it for a few days and it's just trading sideways or dipping down. and So you're, you end up hanging on to it for a week or two weeks or three weeks because you just can't get out of the thing. You don't want to sell for a loss and it's not really getting high enough to get out even or make money on. Yeah. Um, but you got to weigh that between... Do I go ahead and get out so that I have this money available to do something else? You know, because I'm missing out on everything else I can't trade while this money's stuck in here. But then you have that FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. That the second but, you trade, the second you sell it, it's going to take off on you, right? And it happens. <laughs> it happens. So. And and what's funny is like we, we always think, man, I could put my money in so many other things, and then once we once we rises and we sell, we're like. Okay, so where do I put my money in? You just sit there in fear, trying to figure out where to put our money in, even yeah. though we've been waiting forever for it to go up and figure out where to put our yeah. money and in. It's really hard when you, you do have a pattern that you've seen in the stock. Like you know it always drops to just below 14, and then it always goes up to around, you know, just above 20. And if you, so you always buy it around 14, sell around 20. And if you want to be safe, you know, sell around 19 and, and don't be greedy and take your profits. But what you always, we seem to do is when our money's sitting on the sideline waiting for it to come back down to do it again, we always seem to jump in too early because it sits at 15 for a long time. Yeah. And we're like, oh, maybe 15 is the new low. And so we go ahead and buy in at 15. And sure enough, within the next few days, it drops down to the 14 and the 13. And we know it's going to do it. But we still always end up buying in too high and having to, to average down when it drops before it goes back up again. And yeah. uh, so it's harder to execute yeah. on our rules than yeah. just write them down. Yeah, people, people like Warren Buffett says, follow, follow your rules. But it's hard to when, when you're, it's like, um, like what Mike Tyson says, it's always, it fights easy until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mm -hmm. mouth, right. And that's, and that's what it is when you're you're looking at it. You see, see it not moving. You see it not falling for a couple of days, and you're like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not an expert. I don't know. I I can barely read the charts. I I just have this rule that maybe I don't have real basis on. Yeah. So talk about learning the charts and stuff. So what what kind of things have we learned? What what new vocabulary do you have? We talked about bag holding. Mm -hmm. Averaging down, um, candlesticks. Yeah, you know? candlesticks, bull flags, uh, head and shoulders. Head and shoulders, cup and handle. Yeah, and we barely know what those mean. Yeah, <laughs> we just we just know it looks what it looks like. Yeah, we know what it looks like. We don't really know how to read it yet. We all I know is that bull flags are really good. Yeah, if if what we think one is actually is one. Yeah, <laughs> and. And, I, and for me, it really doesn't mean much because even when you say these things, it really only means a lot to like day traders. It doesn't mean much to swing traders. Swing traders, yeah. Um, 
And we were putting a lot of trust in the inflow outflow charts. That don't mean nothing. And apparently that will mean nothing because I've seen some that have like 2,000 in and 1,000 out, yet they're going down. And I've seen some that had, I've seen one that had zero in and 139 out. So nothing coming in and the stock was going up. So I don't know what that whole thing I think, is. I think the only time inflow matters is like the first two hours. That's the only time yeah. I've seen it actually matter. The initial volume of the before uh, after hours and what you're talking about pre-market. Yeah, before when pre-market ends and then every everything just hits. Yeah. That's the only time I've really seen volume matter. Yeah. Anytime, um, either like when it goes from like 10 to like 1 p.m. It doesn't matter, and then you have that power hour. Yeah. And then things start matter. Things start to matter more. I don't know why. Yeah, we kind of noticed it during the trade day that you can tell when the market's taking lunch. I mean, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like there's a lot of volume in pre-market and initially, and then things just kind of go. And then after hours, all of a sudden, you here's my most common day. I lose fifty bucks off through the entire eight hours of the day. And then in an hour after market, I, I gain $50 back and end up even for the day. Yeah. Or I've made $50 and then I lose $50 in the aftermarket and get zero for the day. Yeah, I usually love, I love pre-market and I love after hours because that's where things seem to make sense more. <laughs> things, yeah, things move. Because, and then during the trading day, like we've talked about this all the time, stocks are irrational. Like... Yeah. I don't know how people yeah. know when things are going to go up or things are going to go down because it, like something can have good news and it still go down. But yeah, we were in tough built for a while. It would have two or three good articles in a row come out and not even move. Yeah. And then it'd be three days since the last news came out and then all of a sudden just randomly it just takes off. And if there's and if there's any bad news it just drops. Like any yeah, bad, bad news, news things just except JC Penny. Yeah, apparently. Bankrupts, <laughs> I'm going to jump to 27 cents. Yeah, it's like, we're following bankruptcy. Okay, we're going to jump from 16 to 27 cents, just like that. Wait a minute. And then it, then it's going to be delisted and people are still buying it. I don't yeah, know. we're going to de- the New York Stock Exchange is going to delist it and it's going to be over and people are still buying in and trying to scalp stuff from the last couple of days. And, and the stock market, it's just jumping back into the 20s and it's down to 17. It's like... Okay, this thing's doing the opposite of every news that comes out. Um, how, how do you predict that? You know, uh, that's when that's when penny trading is gambling. I think. Yeah, the only time I I know when something's going to go down is when there's an offering. That's it. That's the only time I know something's going to go down. Yeah, when there's down. an offering, you know it's going to go down because they've diluted the market. So we've kind of figured that out. Yeah, and I love buying when they do offerings because it means it's going to go up when the offerings. Yeah, they done. tend to always go back up to what the price was before the offering. And uh, that, now, I'm, we've been caught in one that we bought in right before the offering, and so we've had to average down. Yeah. You know, because uh, we didn't read that correctly. But, but still, it's going to come back up, and we've got good averages now to write up. Yeah, and it's still not bad. Like, I'd rather something go down than up, just because if something goes down, it's more likely going to go up. When something goes up, you know it's going to go down, so you don't know where to buy in at. Yeah, that's kind of another thing about swing trading that's different than the average investor is they they only want a bull market. They only want green days. 
Yeah. We've found that some of our most profitable days happen on down days, red days. The whole market's crashing and we're able to scalp out $50, $150 off of a single stock on that day because it's, 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 we're able to read the industries and what's going on in individual industries, not over the whole market. And, and we, we've learned you can make a lot of money in a few minutes. You can make a lot of money in a few minutes. Um, like 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 um, top ships went from nine cents to fifty three cents in one day. Yeah, we we didn't have any. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't we didn't know about it. We didn't know that then. That's when it kind of got on our radar, and it, and like, it dropped all the way back down to like eighteen or nineteen. We we started buying it then. Yeah, imagine like the money we have now. We would have bought ten thousand shares. That would have been a lot of money. Yeah. And and you know it's kind of the proximity principle, right? We might, it might be a long time before we would choose the stock at the right time to do that, but you're never, it's never going to happen if you're not in the stock market. Yeah. So we're buying stuff randomly, we're learning, we're doing, and eventually we're going to catch one of those waves. We're going to buy the right stock right before it does, you know, 100% in 10 minutes. And that's going to be cool, or 400%. Yeah. And right. that's kind of why I like penny stocks. I mean, a lot of people make fun of people. Why are you messing with those garbage stocks? You know, you, Invest in real stocks. Well, it's just that's where the, kind of the one you can buy a lot of shares of something. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of cool to have ten thousand shares of something, and that's really only you know a few hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not fun. Like all the blue chip stocks, like Walmart, Apple, Amazon, Disney. Like when we first started, we we couldn't even buy them. Yeah, we don't have enough money to even buy a share. So what, what's the point of investing in those blue yeah. blue chip stocks if we can't even buy them right. it's, it's so much better to like i can buy a whole bunch of these shares and make a lot of money so yeah we'll, so if you have ten thousand shares which if it's 20 cents mm -hmm. right you have ten thousand shares how, how much money are we talking there about 200 i think no what, no it's be two thousand but yeah, 2000. 2000. So if you're, but you had 10,000 shares of something, how much did you have into it? Hmm? What did you have 10,000 shares of? Oh, right now I have 10,000 shares in ships. And it's at 14 something? Yeah, 14.6. So you got $1,400 into it? Um, uh, yeah, $1,600 actually. So, okay, so you got $1,600 in that, but. With 10,000 shares, every penny it rises, you make how much? 100 bucks. 100 bucks for every penny. Yeah. And we know historically when that thing moves, it usually moves five cents in a few minutes. Yeah, and I make, that means I make 500, make 500 bucks. So you might wait two weeks while it sits there and moves one penny up and down just for that 10 minutes or five minutes or 30 seconds when it jumps five to six cents. And then you're there to sell, and you grab your seat. Now, what if you're not? Some other things we've terms we've learned. Um, what if you're not there to sell? How can you make sure that you get your sell in? You can put a sell limit. All right. So yeah. So put your. That's what I do because I work a full time job. I can't just stare at my phone all day. I I set rules. So one of my rules is is I'm not going to get greedy. If I if I get twenty percent per trade. So if I if I'm able to actively watch, I won't set that. And I'll try to get more than 20%. But if I can't watch it, 
and something jumps up, I want to at least get my 20%. So I'll, I'll figure out what 20% is and put my sell orders in so it triggers automatically and then I'll get an alert that it's sold or I made such and such money. So, yeah. so I at least make 20% um, when I'm not watching. Normally I make much more, I make 40, 50, 60% because I actively am watching and when it passes my 20%, I can see it's still going up. So I wait, wait, and it usually I make a lot more than that. But with, with sell limits, you at least have an opportunity to, you don't have to be glued to your screen all day. And that, well, I didn't do a sell limit, but that's what I did with um, Zoom. I for like two or three trades, I would, I would watch it and I would buy in at a low price and it'd go up to 19 cents. And it's amazing, it like, it was like my first big trade made two hundred dollars. Yeah, and like That's when you fun. and when you make two when <laughs> when you start with this low amount of money, you make two hundred dollars, and you're like, man, this could actually change my life if I keep doing this. And like a lot of people would say, don't sell or wait till it goes to a dollar, but. $200 does a lot for someone that's making $12 an hour. Yeah, when you're just an average Joe, yeah, you live a paycheck to paycheck. To, to know while you're working, your money's also working for you. Mm -hmm. You know, we've heard that. We know that's investing or uh, passive income stuff. But what's kind of cool about Robinhood and Webull, we've talked about this before, you know, everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody's on their phones all day anyway. They're, they're already playing games. It kind of makes the stock market like a little bit game that, you know, you see these ads, we were talking about the other day, these um, ads that pop up while you're trying to play a game and it mm -hmm. tries to get you to download this other game that you can win $5 playing this puzzle game. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can spend all day and maybe in my lifetime, I'll be one of them that wins a little $5 sweepstake or something. Mm -hmm. But... I could use that time using this Weeble or Robinhood app and I can make real money. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel like, like a fun kind of game, fill your time. And I know for you, um, I've lived a lot more life than you, but one of the side effects of just the last couple months of trading is you're starting to pay attention to world events. Yeah, I'm trying to learn things about markets and money and, and how something happening overseas affects us. And you're, you're, it's giving you more to talk about. You're getting more aware of how the world works. Yeah, I, I was learned about why oil went down, Saudi Arabia and Russia, Russia had, had a, their thing. Yeah. And then the pandemic, which everybody's really paying attention to the pandemic. But JCPenney's like, I wouldn't even know why JCPenney's going bankrupt unless I was in the stock market. I'd be like, oh, I guess they weren't smart. <laughs> or, yeah. No, it's really because the pandemic kind of destroyed their income. Yeah, and they, they were kind of losing income every, you know, for several years prior to that. It's just kind of a and it, death nail, you yeah. know. And it's kind of crazy how you see how everything is affected by oil. Yeah. Like, yeah. and how um, when people or in the stock market get scared, they put their money into gold. Yeah. Well, and, you know, futures and stuff, you've never heard that term before. Yeah. You know, I was like, you check the futures to kind of get a jump on the, how tomorrow might be when the market's open. And, and uh, so it does 
does make you a well-rounded um, individual about pay attention. Politics mean a little yeah. bit more. Everything, everything. I mean, a tweet from you know, a tweet from Donald Trump or a tweet from Elon Musk can yeah. make or break your portfolio, right? Yeah. Uh, we didn't have luckily we didn't have any Tesla stock when, uh, of course, it'll be a while before we can afford any Tesla stock. But yeah. we didn't have any Tesla stock when Elon Musk sent out a tweet saying uh, Tesla is overvalued and everybody you know lost. 20% in five minutes. Yeah, I don't you know? know why he would say that. That's like, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen like CEO say. Yeah. So, but it, it, to the point, you, you've learned that a lot of stuff out there affects the market that has absolutely nothing to do with the value of the company. It has nothing to do with it selling stuff and making a profit and the company being worse than There's a lot of stuff that's just about rumors and emotion and just the instant yeah. information that's going out. But the market drops before anybody's even verified what was said is true. Just yeah. in case it's true, they're like drops or, or it can go up on good news that nobody's even verified yet. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but this this is fun. Uh, so, I'm having a lot of good time, what we're doing. I look forward to it every day. So what's your goal? What's your end goal? Or what do you see yourself in like three, four months? Or uh, well, by the end of this year, I would like to, my count of today, uh, it closed uh, for the first time over $1,200. And so I would, you know, I'm kind of getting spoiled with, you know, since I started taking swing trading seriously of, of making $100 a week. Um, and so I would think, oh, so I can probably have turned my 1200 into three or 4000 by the end of the year and I could that's not necessarily my goal I, I want to end each week higher than the last week that's kind of my goal I, I don't um, I was excited if I'd only made $12 a day to put me over the next $100 milestone yeah right I'm, I'm excited if I if it when it went to 900 and I got my first thousand then 1100 and 1200 so I I just want, if I can do that every week and see the next hundred, um, that's exciting to me. I think that'd be very cool. Mm -hmm. um, I Long-term, I would love for swing trading to become a um, side hustle that I could feel comfortable taking a little bit out each month and, and supplementing, you know, getting things paid off and that stuff. Right now, I'm just letting it grow. I'm not ever pulling anything out of my account. Yeah. So it'll just keep growing because the more money we have in there, the more shares of stuff we can buy, and then the bigger the wins get, um, and the losses if we do something dumb. Yeah. Um, but eventually, I'd like it to be an extra, a second income that we can kind of use to kind of cushion the budget a little bit. What about you? Um, my my one year goal for like next May would be to. Be at least making a thousand dollars a month. Okay. That's my goal. My end goal, like, is yeah. crazy. Like Lamborghinis and mansions <laughs> and guitar-shaped swimming pools. Is is to just be <laughs> just be able to live off of it without. Yeah. You'd love to be just a full-time swing trader and eventually get past the twenty-five thousand dollar mark where you can dabble in day trading and, and that stuff, so you can live this like kind of lifestyle, right? Yeah, because I. It'd be so cool to control my life with just 
the stock market and being able to do whatever I want. Yeah. Without having to go to my job every day and just clean and help individuals. Like, yeah, I like doing that, but like I'd like to pursue my music and pursue other things in life and not have to worry about eight hours of my day going away for someone else's dream. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. We got different goals. We're coming at it at different ages, um, different things going on in our lives. You can, like I said, I'm a little bit more conservative than I'm, you are. I'm very aggressive. Yeah. yeah some, so, sometimes it bites me in the butt, but. Yeah, I, I'll tend to buy 500 shares and then add another 500 and then 100 at a time as it's averaging around where right off the bat, you'll just go, I just bought 10,000 shares. I just no. put my whole portfolio on this one stock. No, what I usually, <laughs> what, what dipping it, like when I, dipping a toe in for me is like putting a thousand shares in yeah. and, and yours is like a hundred bucks, a <laughs> hundred shares. shares, $14. <laughs> because like for me, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just trying to be aggressive enough to make money. Even though I'll have, I won't ever be stupid and put my whole portfolio in something that I don't know. But I want to put it in there. If it does make money, I make enough money where it was worth putting um, it in there. Yeah, I think right now I've got my most aggressive stance right now. I've, I've got my entire portfolio into three different stocks. So um, I'm at least diversified across three, but I've got my entire portfolio in, at risk. I think I've got a little bit of money left over. I could dollar, I could average down a little bit more and buy some more, but it's pretty much all in on three. Usually, I'm writing about seven to ten stocks with you know less than a thousand shares of any one of them. Um, you, I think, the most you ever have at one time may be three, two, two, two probably. Yeah, you'll have. 5,000 of one and two or 3,000 of the other. Um, so, but I like to, now what you found out is the danger of going in too fast is if it goes down, you don't have the money to average down. And, and the danger with mine, if I only, if I just stick a toe in with only 100 or 500 shares and it jumps up, I'm only making $5 per penny where you're making $100 per penny. Yeah. Right, so you make $2,000 while I make $20. And it feels nice when you make, <laughs> when you make a lot of money. But yeah. It just, it makes you feel like you're, I guess it makes you feel validated. Yeah. And it makes you feel like you're getting closer to your dream or yeah. your goal. It's definitely very cool. And uh, I, I think right now, you know, like when we started, $12 seemed like a huge win. And it's not much more to me. I, I, I really start getting excited when, a trade is over fifty dollars and gets into eighty. Yeah. And to me, you know, a super win is when I scalped one for a hundred bucks. But even though I like making that two hundred, three hundred dollars, if I'm not happy with making fifteen to twenty dollars on the times where I don't make that big two hundred thirty dollar amount, then I'm gonna be greedy every single time and start losing money when it goes down and not just be happy making those small things because it's about the journey. It's not about becoming rich overnight because that's impossible to do. Yeah. Yeah, I find it's fun just doing this with you. I think there's, and, and the community that's built around small traders, if you want to you know, find them online, um, some are, <laughs> you don't want to take their advice, but they're, they're really entertaining sometimes to listen to. And it helps you 
um, have conversation. It helps you make more friends. Yeah. And it just makes you more well-rounded to understand how America really works with the stock market. And at the end of the day, you get free stock. Yeah. You don't do anything else. Free money is free money. That's, hey, when I open, do one of those referrals and I open it up and it's a five or six or seven dollars, or I've got several twelve to sixteen dollar ones, you know that I spend that getting a latte at Starbucks. You know, mm -hmm. that's free money. You know, that's gas money. That's whatever. And who couldn't use a little extra? But you're right. You know, you can really get uh, greedy and you kind of start. The problem is if you get greedy and you you hold, you're not patient, you're not uh, taking it slow, you're going to risk money. And then you, you're, it's, it is pure gambling at that point. Yeah. And then when you lose, you're going to be worse off than you started emotionally, financially. And I don't want that for nobody. That's yeah. not, that's why we're not doing it that way. Well, we'll that we probably could have made more money by now than we have, um, but we could have lost a lot of money um, by moving too fast. So, this was episode one, Daniel. What do you think? I think it's pretty good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope we're making some friends out there and creating some value with our story and kind of how we began. I know, I know going forward in the episodes to come, um, we're going to give more updates on kind of what we're actively doing that week. Yep. Um, we want to bring other people onto the show that are small account traders so they can kind of share how they do it. And I think we're going to kind of get into the difference we didn't talk about today, but what are the rules you've set for yourself versus what I've set for myself? Yep. We talked a little bit about what our goals are, but not how do you find that stock that you're comfortable with and how do I find that stock? And so I think we'll talk about that in the future because um, when I talk to people and tell them what we're doing, that's usually one of the main questions I get is, how do you choose your stock? And I think you and I come at it a little differently. A lot of times we land on the same stock. Yeah, usually we do. But um, but for different reasons. But for different reasons. So, which is almost like a double confirmation that it might be the right stock to be in, right? Yeah. Or it just proves that neither one of us know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, really hope these episodes will be informative, um, entertaining, and uh, we'll all just kind of, uh, really, I just want this to be like we're sitting on our mm. front porch with a glass of iced tea, sharing how the week went with some friends. What do you think? Yeah, and the biggest thing I want to do is help people realize the stock market isn't that scary. Isn't that scary? Yeah. It's only as scary as you make it. Yep. All right. Well, till next time, this is Russell and this is Daniel from Too Broke Not to Trade. And uh, we will catch you in the next episode. See you guys.